Would you, Elizabeth, would you like to start with wear your pajamas to work day? Would you, we've got uh, ACM things to talk about here and a $500 survey. Where would you like to begin? There's a lot. I would just say let's kick things off with wearing your pajamas to work because I am comfy, cozy, probably a little too relaxed in my chair, and I blame it all on the pajamas. The pajamas and the corgi slippers. (laughs) Yes. That Liz wore, which if you have not seen, uh, you can find it on Facebook, Instagram. They really are cute. Thank you. Very, very sweet. It is National Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day. And Liz and I just thought, well, this would be a great idea. And we came in and it was fun. It was was fun and comfortable all morning. The more people came in in their regular clothes, the (laughs) more we thought, maybe we should have asked somebody about it. I still haven't seen the boss yet. Have you been back to that end of the building? No, I have not. So here's the other thing. We work at a very great place where they're used to morning shows doing odd things anyway. Yeah. So normally nobody would give it a second thought. But we also have some special guests <laughs> in the building uh, the last couple of days. And that's always a little bit different. You know, our bosses are very good at, you know, we get to dress pretty casually as long as it doesn't get out of hand and that yeah. sort of thing. But there are times when there's going to be some VIPs in the building or something. They'll send out an email. Hey, Clean up your areas. We're going to have some people we want to, you know, show a good a good side. And we get that. This just so happens that this is one of those days, and we really didn't think that all the way through. Right. So, Well, maybe it'll just show that we have great work spirit. We love our jobs. We right. do anything for it. Right. Hopefully that's the case. Otherwise, you might be hearing some new voices on Monday morning. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think it's a fireable effect. No. <laughs> but, yeah. And even people, people inside the building are used to morning shows doing crazy stuff. I think that even people that come outside, they realize they're walking into a radio station. They don't know what's going to happen. Right. So it's probably not that big a deal. But, yeah, we probably should have run it by somebody. But anyway, (laughs) we were talking about our pajamas and then your pajamas and just those those fun days that kind of inspire things like this from either your high school or your grade school spirit type days. And we got some great responses this morning. Hey, guys, it's Allie. How are y'all this morning? Hey, Allie, we're good. How are you? Oh, I'm great. It's Friday. Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, in high school, we had my senior year, I specifically remember having a spirit day where we were supposed to dress up like our favorite or who we looked up to sports athlete. Okay. okay. And um, my best friend all through high school was a guy. And he was on the football team. We never dated or anything. But he was my BFF. His name was Brandon. But his nickname was Ogre. And the reason that that's important is because you need to understand how big the guy was. His nickname was Ogre. (laughs) So I dressed up as him. And when I say I dressed up as him, I wore all his clothes. (laughs) So I was kind of swimming, walking into the school, wearing his Literally his jeans, his boots, they were, oh my gosh, I don't even know how I walked. It was quite a spectacle at the school. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't dress up like Steffi Graf or or something like, nope, nope, I'm dressing up as Ogre in Ogre's clothes. That's awesome. (laughs) I hope you guys have a great day. Hi, I was calling about the favorite spirit day. Yes. What was yours? Um, so it wasn't from back when I was a child, but I'm a teacher now. And so we had a spirit day that was, they called it uh, like Zoom Ready. 
And so you wore a nice top, but you could wear pajama pants. And then uh, another one we did was fandom day. And it was great because the tallest teacher in our school is seven feet tall. And so him and one of the other tall teachers, they dressed up as Hagrid and Hagrid's girlfriend from Harry Potter, where the male teacher was Hagrid's girlfriend. Oh, my gosh. So that was my favorite so far this year. Those are great. They're different. That Zoom ready one. I love that so much. (laughs) What school do you teach at? Can you tell us? Um, I work at Fulton Middle School. Okay. Sweet. That's so great. Wait, what, what's your first name? Cassidy. Cassidy, thank you so much. We really appreciate you calling. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye, Bye Cassidy. Bye. Good morning, Claire99. Hi. How are you? I am great. How are you guys? Good. Good. <laughs> okay, so I was like in the sixth grade, and we had backwards day. Okay. So what it is, is you wear your clothes backwards all day long. <laughs> okay. You've got to try it. Seriously, you have to try because it's really funny and it's really uncomfortable, but it is awesome to do. I'm just thinking of jeans yeah. and like yeah. the difficultness of, I guess, buttoning them and <laughs> zipping them up. Oh, it was horrible, but it was it was so much fun. <laughs> That's awesome. So good. Thank you for calling. We appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You guys have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, good morning. Hope you guys are enjoying your jammies at work today. Oh, Absolutely. thank you. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we can't do that where I work. We actually have a policy written in the handbook that expressly forbids it. Oh. Right. We at one time had a woman that would come to work in her pajamas and her fuzzy slippers. I mean, she literally looked like she just rolled out of bed and came to work. And I mean, I'm not talking little jammies and quirky slippers. She was like ready to Walmart. So anyway, we won't be doing that in my office. That's funny. One person ruins it all for the rest. uh, Isn't that the truth? And that was just on a Tuesday. It wasn't even a special special spirit day. Yeah, no, she had the spirit every day. Right. (laughs) I was just going to tell you a, a cute story. They had a twin day. And my son, who was a freshman in high school, had broken his nose in basketball practice. He had a huge bandage across his nose. And his best friend showed up. He didn't want to go to school, but his best friend showed up for Twin Day with a huge bandage across his nose (laughs) matching him. I thought that was cute for Twin Day. That's adorable. so good. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Thank you for your participation in, uh, in playing around with us. And again. The corgi slippers are adorable. If you haven't seen them, check those out. Mm-hmm. All right. Clear 99 $500 survey. Let's catch up on this a little bit. Alrighty. Because uh, on Thursday, we made quite a big deal. We shared a clue. When it comes time to share a clue, just a little behind-the-scenes stuff, if people are kind of close and just bouncing around it, we don't necessarily want to give a clue. But when the guesses are just not even close, and especially in this case, what we said was everybody is being way too specific. There is a very general answer out there. And then Thursday at 1020, Todd got the phone call from this gentleman. This is Skyler. Skyler, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, Skyler. I can make your day even better. Am I caller number nine? You are caller number nine, Skyler. Oh, my gosh. You get to play the $500 survey. One answer <laughs> remains. Give me all 10 answers. You win 500 bucks. Favorite spring activity. All right, let's do it. All right, gardening, baseball, fishing, walking, hiking, bike rides, golfing, camping, and mushroom running. 
Skyler, those are the answers we already had. What do you think that number seven answer is? Being outdoors. Being outdoors. Is that the number seven answer? Survey says it is. Let's go. You just won $500. That's awesome. Skyler, <laughs> being outside, the number seven answer. Congratulations. Can Cheers. you do me a favor? Tell me yeah. what station is hooking you up with 500 bucks. Clear 99. So that was pretty exciting. It was. And as we said, some other good answers. Exercise was another very general answer. Yeah, it was going out in the sun was another one, right, which was close. Very close. No. Very close. And as we kind of said yesterday, we were diving into it a little bit. A lot of times we don't even realize that it's going to become a thing until it becomes a thing. And that's why we felt like we ought to go ahead and give a clue. Mm-hmm. The example we gave was the, the first survey was favorite Easter candy. Well, number five or six was chocolate. Well, six of the other answers were chocolate. But when that many people give that answer, you think, well, that's a legitimate answer. We ought to do it that way. Right. So we are on to survey number three. I always like these surveys, too. Uh, Name a country song that begins with the letter B. So that is the current survey. You can get details about that at clear99.com. Maybe you can join Skyler and be the next Clear 99 $500 winner with the Clear 99 $500 survey. Now, the ACM Awards are on Sunday night. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of odd. Seems like they're usually on a weeknight because we, I know we, oh, that's a, true. a lot of times we talk about them that day and then the show is that night. That's not going to be the case this time, mm-hmm. which is fine. I don't care. It didn't make a difference to me. I just find that interesting. If you will remember, the ACM awards are the ones last year. They're the ones that are normally at this time in the spring pandemic. They got pushed to later in the fall. It's also the one that was very, very screwy because Thomas Rhett and Carrie Underwood literally tied for entertainer of the year yeah which was just kooky (laughs) it was it like made the fact that award shows were back even i don't know if disappointing was the right word but it just made my my i scratched my head a little bit on that one there were a lot of us that did that i mean there's no way they really actually tied right and and from the 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 stuff that we saw afterwards some of the behind the scenes stuff the the people from the acms were like they literally had exactly the same number of votes which just seems crazy but they ended up giving a tie so anyway that's behind (laughs) us now right (laughs) so we move ahead to uh, the acm awards on sunday nights now a couple of Interesting, neat stories uh, that we came across we wanted to share with you. And one of those is Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton is nominated uh, for several awards, uh, including Album of the Year for his album, Starting Over. Mm-hmm. There is a, there's a song on that album called Maggie's Song. And it is about the family dog that passed away. Mm-hmm. And when this first came out, Liz and I talked about this. And we were very excited because... It's not as cheesy as you would think that it could become. Oh, it's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. If you haven't heard it, we'd say go listen to it. But you could, I could just hear the jokes from non-country music people, from all of our other top 40 and rock and roll people in the building. Oh, a country song about a dog dying. I can imagine what that's going to be like. But it really was a beautiful, beautiful song. And Chris talked about how it kind of came about. She was a dog that deserved a song. So I wrote a song about her the day after she died. And that song happened to carry through to me feeling loved to play it live. And 
we wind up in the studio and we recorded it. And now it lives in the world to make people more sad than they deserve to be on a, <laughs> in a year that we don't need much of that. But I, I love that dog very much, and uh, she was she was a great member of our family. So it's funny that he can laugh. He can laugh about it. He understands that it may sound a little funny, a country song about a dog passing yeah. away. But Well, and I guess a lot of people have told him that, wow, you got me like really emotional while listening right. to that song. And yeah. he's like, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to make you cry. Whoops. <laughs> but anyway, it, I, we would say, number one, listen to the song. If you haven't, oh, he yeah. will be performing that one uh, live on Sunday night on the ACM Award. Uh, another focus is on Eric Church who finally kind of broke through um, and won an Entertainer of the Year trophy. Now, Eric Church, his fans are hard, hardcore fans, and they are the first ones the day after an award show complaining that he got robbed when he didn't win you know, the Entertainer of the Year sometimes mm-hmm. because his shows are legendary. There's no question. Eric Church is one of those guys, his entire band got sick. He went out on stage by himself with a guitar and did a three-hour show. There's not a lot of people out there, even the really, really good entertainers. There's not a lot of people who can do that and pull it off. Mm -hmm. So he is absolutely deserving of the award. It's just there's always other people who are deserving as well. But he finally broke through and won the CMA Entertainer of the Year. So he was talking about being nominated for the ACM Entertainer of the Year and how it means uh, a little something different to him because of the CMA win last fall. Coming off the CMA Entertainer of the Year, I did not know what that award would mean to me. I know what that award means to the format. I know what that means historically. And I tried to live up to that. I mean, I think with vaccinations, I think with the touring, I think with things that we've tried to do during this, I've done more in that regard than I ever would have because I understand the people that came before me and I understand the people that will come after me. So that nomination means more to me now probably than it ever has. And I think representing the format that I adore is something that we've, I'm trying to live up to. So that's pretty good. Yeah. That's a, that's a good perspective. Eric Church is always deep, I think. You know, I mean, he always thinks through that stuff. But I thought that was a really good and special answer it was yeah i i totally agree he's definitely deserving and i think he understands the weight that that award carries but well i guess see what happens this sunday see who wins it this time around so the other entertainer of the year nominees luke bryant eric church luke combs thomas rett and chris stapleton female artist of the year kelsey ballerini miranda lambert ashley mcbride Marin morris and carly pierce Male Artist of the Year, Dirks Bentley, Luke Combs, Eric Church, Thomas Rhett, Chris Stapleton. Uh, Duo of the Year, Brooks and Dunn, Brothers Osborne, Dan and Shay, FGL, Maddie and Tay. And Group of the Year, Lady A, Little Big Town, Old Dominion, The Cadillac Three, and The High Women. Uh, the High Women. Mm-hmm. That's that Maren Morris-fronted uh, group. The other thing is they are going to do what they did last year. They're going to be at three different iconic nashville locations for the show yeah i'm really intrigued to see what they do this year because last year they were like map questing it almost every single time they hop from one place to the next and it's the grand Ole opry uh where else are they bluebird cafe bluebird cafe yeah and then um the The ryman Ryman auditorium 
So I'm interested to see how they like edit it, I guess, this time around, because it was cool initially, Mm -hmm. like for the first hour. It's like, oh, cool. They're like map questing it. You can see downtown Nashville and stuff like that. And then it's like, okay, we get it. Well, and and last year there was they could have nobody in the buildings last year. I think this year they'll at least be able to have a few people. Okay. so we'll see how it happens. The ACM Awards Sunday night, seven o'clock. On KRCG 13. Some other big country music news, or at least Liz and I thought it uh, was big country music news. We heard from Morgan Wallen this week, who, of course, has has been laying low. Um, Some people would say forced to lay low Mm -hmm. because of his transgressions. But uh, he's just kind of stepped back a little bit uh, from his career. So we hadn't heard a lot from him. He sent out a very interesting and uh, seemed like very heartfelt instagram post this week yeah it was handwritten and everything and i really respected him for it so in the letter he kind of starts off thanking his fans for making his album dangerous the double album number one for 10 consecutive weeks which was a pretty big deal um and then he also announced that he was going to be taking a step back this summer and not touring at all so initially he was scheduled to open for luke bryan and he had a ton of festivals that he was going to do but he was saying you know what i still need to work on myself so i'm going to take this summer i'm going to step away from the limelight even more and uh hopefully i'll be back soon and very interesting because that's that's putting your money where your mouth is or yeah. where your loss of money where your mouth is because he's walking away from a ton of money not being able to tour being on uh, the luke bryan one and even if he wasn't doing the big luke bryan tour he could do other shows and as as i said i that's not something i expected or i i don't think he shouldn't tour right i, I was not in that camp like good he doesn't deserve no i i kind of expected him to be out there and thought it would be good for him to be out there the fact that he's not and walking away from that kind of money really says a lot to me anyway. So. And I think one of my favorite lines from the letter was, it's important to me personally, if you can, still go see these shows. Right. So even though he's not going to be there, he's asking his fans, hey, still go support these artists because you know what? We've had a rough year. The pandemic hit. Everybody's kind of suffering. But it's a country it's country music family right. in general. And I just, I don't know, I I thought this, this letter came off as really, really sincere and kind of proud of Morgan for it. Yeah, and Liz and I were talking about off the air, not on the air. Okay, um, was he forced to do this? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, maybe he was. I could see Luke Bryan's people maybe coming because Luke Bryan is, is big, is worldwide. They might have said, hey, why don't you just take a step back? But he still would have had other options for touring. Yeah. Um, and still is not doing it. So I don't know. I just, I feel like um, whether he was encouraged to do it or whether he did it on his own, my first thought was, who's going to fire him? He doesn't have anybody left. I mean, he doesn't have a label or management. Now, I'm sure he does still have people, you know, that are invested in him and that are working, working with him and that sort of thing. But, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's, it's so easy for, for both sides to get all fired up about this and, and, we kind of stay away from it just for that. You know, it's, 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 I've told Liz, it's not, I've told people who have asked, not a lot of people, like, we're not afraid to talk about it, but it's just like, I don't have time to deal with either of the sides. Right. I'm just, and that's selfish, I know, but it's just like, don't have time. We're, We're moving beyond that, you know? Because at this point, everybody's feelings are invested one way or the other, and you're not going to convince them either way. And so little of it, in my opinion, has to do with Morgan Wallen. 
it's it's people wanting to get their side out, and which yes. I completely understand. But it's it's like all of those record sales. And I'll say this make make somebody mad if I do. I'm sorry. The, he was out with the dangerous album that just week after week was remaining at number one. Those were inflated numbers. I'm sorry. That's people who are wanting to make a statement. It doesn't have anything to do with Morgan Wallen. Some of it does, but much of it does not. He's breaking Garth Brooks' sales records. Friends, I like Morgan Wallen. He's not Garth Brooks. He's not that big a deal. His music is not that good to be that big and to sell that many units without an undercurrent of people who just want to say he shouldn't be canceled, so we're going to buy his albums. If you went there and looked and see how many people bought two and three albums, I think you would probably see some big numbers like that. My opinion. Okay. My opinion. But that being said, that he's walking away from all that touring money still, I just think is a a great thing. So we'll see what happens with Morgan. Good for him. Anything else going on that we need to speak about? Thanks. So, I feel like this morning was just super busy with all of the things. Yeah. Still catching up, but went no. back and forth with some Thomas Rhett. Yeah, that's true. Stuff, uh, yeah. some confusion on when his concert was going to be, but he's going to be at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, and you're going to have chances to win tickets all next week, depending on when you're listening to this, of course. But uh, so, be listening for that next week. We just appreciate you taking the time, whether it's the morning show or the podcast, any effort you put out. Mm-hmm. To participate with Clear 99, we appreciate it. And thank you. On behalf of Liz and Scotty, Liz and her Corgi slippers. Yes, sir. And Scotty and his Sam's Club slippers <laughs> on today's Best Country, Clear 99.